Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass-Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and co-host of the brand new Bad Boss Brief. I'm also joined by John Nash host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we are looking ahead to UFC 285. But first, we got to let Eugene take a victory lap because he won again. Again, two weeks in a row. Everyone here, kindly step to the rear and let a winner lead the way. You know, it's refreshing to be where I so rightfully belong so often as it is. I hope Finley Beaton is getting this down. Hey, Eugene, guess who came in second? Yes. Oh, who came in second, Steph? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that all is right with the world. Now, let's see. I'm not the best at math here, but... Let's see. What do we got? Where? Oh, where's John? Where did where you did should John ask John that? Ask John. Hey, hey John, where, where did you come in? Let's see. I got first, and Steph got second. So where? Where? Where did? Where, I, I, I'm not so strong with the numbers game. You're the financials guy. Where I, I came that... in. I came in S special. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so there's a tier. We have a different tier system now. <laughs> like special, like the Olympics. I got you. Oh. I got you. He said I came in as for special. <laughs> Holy uh, crap. Well, that's right. I rode the, you know, special forces. I rode the short bus in the battle. So. Uh, okay. I don't know how you could have got it so wrong, John. I just don't know. I, well, I, didn't, I don't even think those events took place because I turned on my TV and it was all black. There was nothing on. So. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the L.A. sob story. Well, you know, we had our power outage a few days before. so We did have... Too, but- Quite a shakeup on this card, though. We had two people that didn't even make weight, so the the those two fights got canceled because this fight start this card started with thirteen fights, so two fights got dropped, and then midway through the card itself, last night, about mm-hmm. two and a half hours in, we find out that the main event is getting canceled because Nikita Krylov, who is notorious notoriously durable and tough for him to have to be pulled off of the event because he's got food poisoning. You know, it had to have been bad because that they said he showed up early and they were pumping him full of fluids and everything. He was, he wanted to fight deathly ill. Yeah. yeah. Well, because because he wanted to get paid. Yeah, exactly. And that right there is is the underlying cause of him wanting to fight deathly ill because he needed to get paid. Would they have like a kill fee uh, if the guy I mean, what span does he get paid something or what happens? Well, Check this out. During the post-fight presser, Dana was asked what's going to happen. And he said that they were going to try immediately to rebook it in the coming weeks. At the very least, get Ryan Spam booked again. And it it just left it hanging in the air whether anybody was going to get paid or not. Yeah, Even Krilov well, the, should get paid. That- it's not his fault he ended up with food poisoning from whatever... You know, whatever. Well, that it should be it should be contractually spelled out. Yeah, right. Exactly. And too bad we don't have anybody on the show who knows anything about UFC contracts. And that I was just going to say, and that's something that John has spoken about many times. (laughs) If the managers were doing their jobs properly. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know why I spoke about that specifically because I don't think managers even (laughs) their job is not to do their job properly. 
Oh, is that what their job is? Yeah, their job. They, where do they get their money from? Who is the primary source of their money? Not their fighter. It's the UFC. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. Mm-hmm. This is this is the unfortunate truth. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive right into our... Uh, dive right into victory. Yes, dive right into victory and dive right into a card that was actually pretty fun. Um, we'll start at the the top and work our way down. Brendan Allen defeating Andre Muniz. And this is where Eugene won because he picked Brendan Allen. We picked Andre Muniz and it was looking like Andre Muniz was going to win, but Brendan Allen dug deep and pulled out the submission and it was beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was a solid, I mean, it was great after Muniz doing all that talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You figure out why it's called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> R&C'd right out of there. That was like, oh, man. You know, I, when I roll with guys who are from Brazil and I beat them, I say, how does it feel to be beaten in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by a non-Brazilian? And uh, I get very much the same response <laughs> that he gave, which is, leaving the arena uh but you know it uh that you gave the game to the world so you know expect it will happen um yeah i i don't know i don't know i had a, i had a feeling about alan and it had to do with him being long and rangy and um and uh i i, I aggressive um and pushing it so you know there are a lot of people when he first got the rear naked choke on it was on top of his chin and so the guy you know Muniz did the the correct thing which was to to shove you know like you're like you're pulling off a shirt or something like that push up push up the arm um but he got i mean these are guys that are not training in gyms that are brutal because as soon as he hit him in the face he adjusted for the face strike which gave him the the space under the chin and it's like Ah, I guess you guys are not hitting each other when you train. You should try it sometime. You know, it, mm-hmm. it makes you not so jumpy and likely to do stuff like that. But whatever. Monday morning quarterbacking. John, did you at least get to see a clip of this? Nothing. No power came on. Oh, that's this right. Morning. I forgot. You were in the area where power was up. Did you guys get snow, either of you? Uh, so- no. Supposedly in the hills we got snow, but I couldn't. There's a mist everywhere. I couldn't see it. Uh, I don't know. Sucks <laughs> with the power went out in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah, misty is a up. Yeah, that's me. Thanks, Eugene. Um, I'm living in the. I'm, I'm Chris White is my neighbor, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, Chopping wood out there. Yeah. So, but uh, I, the only one fight I really wanted to watch yesterday, and of course the power goes out when the the Bellator cards are because it's the. Uh, it was the uh, Yoroslav uh, Amosov. Amosov. Yeah, Amosov yeah. and Logan Storley. That was the only a great fight I really fight. cared about. It uh, didn't. Uh, it was an awesome fight. Amosov looked unstoppable. That well, was a thanks, great fight. Thanks for the spoilers. I was trying to stay away. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really good. It was probably the best fight of the entire weekend. Oh, it was easily the most important MMA fight this mm. weekend. So, And but, it was good, you know. too. Definitely worth yeah. going back and watching. Well, I'll go back and watch it then if I get a chance. You should. Now, we get to the, um, the co-main event. And if you even want to call it that, because it was an absolutely awful, horrible just i wanted to gouge my eyes out with this yeah 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 jesus somebody posted a picture of a beaver and it was passed out on another beaver they had all their little pile of sticks (laughs) and i swear to christ it was just exactly what you would expect after watching that fight for somebody put that meme up because that's what it looked like i mean this was worse than kimbo and houston alexander yeah. Well, I just got to say, someone on my comments, now I think they're trolling me. They're setting me up with bait. They were telling me the one fight I got to watch is uh, Sakai versus Oh, Mayus. my God. It was it's... definitely bait because it oh, okay. is brutally but... awful to watch. I mean, Eugene, you saw Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That was – and then to hear Sakai, you want to hear textbook definition of the showstopper glossary, Misty AF – when Sakai goes, I'm back, baby. <laughs> like, after after oh, losing wow. four in a row, wow. he loses yeah. four in a row. And that was the performance he turned in and has the audacity to say, I'm back. 
No, oh, that's the kind of fight yeah. that gets people fired. That's what gets you fired. Exactly. Kind of thing, if you, you want know? to get fired on a win, turn in a performance like that. Yeah, no, I wasn't. And, and Maze, I'd never heard of. So they gave him probably the easiest guy that they could find. And he was atrocious. Um, it was, uh, I, you know, I don't like to come down on the fighters necessarily, but, you know, but that was, uh, I don't know what it was doing that high up on the card. I don't know. I don't know why it happened. I don't, um, I don't know. It, it, it has me at, at leaving with more questions and answers, right? Yeah. All right. So next up, Tatiana Suarez looked phenomenal. Now, Montana De La Rosa isn't the best fighter, but she is a damn good grappler. And Tati made it look real easy. You know, she did. Well, I, I I know there were some moments in the first round, but I feel like that was just an adjustment period. She's been gone for three years. She had terrible knee problems that required surgery. She almost had something akin to a broken neck. So I, I think bet she also had some uh, 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 um, thyroid cancer, right? No, no, not her. Not her. No, she had something. Hang on. Let me just make sure. So I'm not saying the wrong thing, but I'm pretty sure hers was some severe um, uh, cervical spine injury that she had. Mm. But I'm, I'm opening up her wiki real quick. I thought she said thyroid cancer. Um, or somebody in the one of the no, and it was not thyroid cancer. No, no. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. it was. She, um, she, yeah, it was an injury. Three and a half years she's been away too. But yeah, uh, I thought the, I thought I thought her style was terribly boring, and I'm a grappler, but I just thought it was terribly boring. She's a wrestler first. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you and can tell it definitely shows. Yeah, she's always yeah. had terrible striking, so that was not shocking to me. But one yeah. thing she said in the post fight interview that made a ton of sense was that she was definitely going back to straw weight, and she should. She was very small in there. Yeah, Montana, yeah, yeah, Montana's yeah. not a big girl, and Montana was way bigger than her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I one hundred percent agree with her. She needs to go back to to straw weight. I, I definitely want to see her there. But I mean, outside of that, that was a pretty good comeback performance after three and a half years of massive yep, yep, career-ending yep. style yep. injuries. So yeah, 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 yeah. So John, did I, she did did she get hurt in the in the UFC? Uh, I don't know if it was in the UFC or if it was in training. Okay. So, um, in any event, it was it was a good, solid performance by her, and uh, what more? Just dull. It was, but I, 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 again, I feel like that was dipping the toe back in the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, this was a good fight. Mike Malott is on my radar. Um, mm-hmm. That arm triangle choke was nice, and he got he slapped yeah. it on really i mean he set it up well man i just i'm definitely gonna have my eye on this guy he he's somebody to watch and both of yeah them were... he should he should soft sell the, the jesus thing though i was oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i don't care who likes it. it well you know what nobody does so stop it you know yeah yeah will you tell me jesus want you to choke that man to death come on get out of here uh next up trevor peak another one that's on my radar that Mm -hmm. was a nice knockout now i had spoken with someone yesterday before the event no it was friday and i had predicted that trevor peak was going to get the knockout in the second round he got it in the first but it was at 459 it was a buzzer beater i was one second off yeah, One yeah. second off from that knockout having, you know, for he for reminds the, me yeah, I keep I kept thinking of Remco Pardu, if you remember him. Pardell, Pardell. <laughs> Remco Pardell, yeah. Yeah, Pardell, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The uh the uh the melee uh mm-hmm. <laughs> melee. I know attacker. exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So but uh, he's if that style works for him, okay, you know. He's definitely on my radar, though, for sure. And his plea his plea to come back to Canada was great too. It's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, bro. They tried that. <laughs> Now, next Even time- though I have to say, I've seen like two or three fights, amazingly enough, in Canada, like one in Vancouver and two in Toronto. I was like, man, how many oopsie fights have I seen there? I must have been crazy. Yeah, but their their crowds are good. Yeah, yeah, no, I had, I had a good time there. It was, it was just fine, so... 
All right, next up, Jasmine Jasudavicius uh, rebounded from her her loss and got a great win over Gabriela Fernandez. A lot of people thought Fernandez was going to win, so I was glad because I like Jasmine. She is funny. Was she the one with thyroid cancer? I'm not sure. I heard some. I heard th- I'm, I'm zeroing in. This. Somebody had thyroid cancer. I'm not sure. I don't think it was Jasmine, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will look it up for you, though. We will find okay. out who had it. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, next up, Jordan Leavitt. This is probably my favorite fight of the night. I loved this. I love that he got his <laughs> knockout. I love that he wore his grandfather's leisure, leisure suit to the uh, post-fight dresser. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Hey, how many of us on this call have actually owned a leisure suit? <laughs> I would bet only one. <laughs> Could you guess the color of my leisure suit? Was it the same as Jordan's? What was his? I didn't see it. It was like a rust person. color. No, even more incendiary. Right. Mine was pink. Pink. Oh, see, but you could wear that. You could get away. Oh, yeah. You have yeah, you have a very and, and Kaja, I love you. I don't mean any disrespect, but you have a very handsome face. You could get away with wearing anything you want. There you go. I've got pictures of the pink leisure suit that I. I would like <laughs> I to wear. see that. I've <laughs> I seen you in a in a three piece suit and several different ones, but I don't think I've yeah. ever seen you in a leisure suit. Well, you got to go back to the 70s for that, so I would have to. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Leavitt, that was a great fight. Um, yeah. I think, I think the guy he was fighting was kind of bummy, but I don't think that was the point, right? So. Right. And that right there, I mean, Victor Martinez, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't exactly call him a bum, but I will say that he's a softer touch. That's all. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Ode Osborne and Charles Johnson, that was a good fight. I did not give it to Ode, even though I'm a big fan of his. I thought mm-hmm. Charles Johnson won the fight. I think it came down to that third round. I had Ode win in the first. I had Charles win in the second. And yep. the third fight was so tight, but I actually thought Charles did a little bit more. But I'm not mad at the decision. It was that close. Both of these guys, I mean, Ode Osborne was a huge underdog going into this. He wasn't supposed to win this fight. Charles Johnson was. Oh, really? Yeah. I was pulling for Ode the whole Me time. Me too. Me the, too. You and I picked him. John decided the, not to choose this fight. It was a good yeah. fight too. Yeah, the pink mullet thing was getting on my nerves with Johnson. I don't <laughs> he, know what's going on. He, with remember what he did to his hair before in the fight before this one, where he shaved it in a reverse mohawk. Where that it was. Yeah, <laughs> that was the guy. <clears throat> well, yeah, he, he needs help. He needs to hook up with uh, Davy Figs or something, the hairdresser, and get something going. <laughs> to have a hair consultation. So, all right, so we get to uh, Joe Selecki getting that rear naked choke. I mean, he was hitting that double leg just every single time he shot for it. Almost, he was yeah. just having his way with Carl Deaton. So yeah. it, it was no surprise to me that he got the submission. It was sweet. He punished the dude for two solid rounds before he did it. I, I felt like he was a cat playing with his food. Yeah, yeah, he, he that was great. Uh, I loved his wife. And he's like, ah. You know, <laughs> you find out she, she's pregnant. That was a, it. Was a great performance. And then we have the opening bout. Um, Rafael Alves taking a loss to Narulo Aliyev. He was mm-hmm. making his debut. Hard fought fight. Went to a majority with a bite. With, with a, a bite. bite. Yes. So I mean. It was this card was entertaining. It, whether it be I can't believe the I bonkers every bite. Sing, every sing, every single fight on the card. Yeah, I mean it that's, was that's sad. That is so sad. Yeah, and you I'm, see, because some of us are professionals. Some of us are professionals, and, and we pay our electric bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's, sorry, John. That's, I real, that's really the deal. That's I couldn't help deal. myself, John. You were leaving. You were leaving it wide. Yeah, open. that's you know. I did. I thought those were optional. I didn't know you had to pay those. <laughs> I thought it was just a recommendation. Yeah. So, Eugene, UFC 285 uh, is a special card because your boy's finally coming back. Uh huh. So I'm gonna need a something special. Give me a little extra zip. Put some more baritone in it when you give us the disclaimer. Well, since I'm completely tanked up on oxy, <laughs> my, my recent surgery, I don't even know if I could get through it. So let's let's give it a try. All uh, right, cry babies, 
a bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, fault finders, and malingerers. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, and much more to do with a marketing heft and weight put behind you by the now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor, the Oofsie, and or the bald one. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is quite simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters. So I don't oh, know if Eugene oh. was channeling the late John Queen, oh, the late Queen no Elizabeth or <laughs> John Gilgood. <laughs> that Gilbert. was no coward doing uh, <laughs> there was no coward doing <laughs> that's right that's yeah. right <laughs> all right so as always we are working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up bout order is subject to change the other basharat is fighting and he is opening the card i mean this card is a certified banger the entire card is so good i mean i went ahead and made my picks and i have eight picks already okay i'm almost tempted to pick this opening fight because damon blackshear is good farid bashrat is good it's at 135 the only thing that's stopping me is it is the opening bout and if i were to recommend a fight on this card or several fights, it would not be the first one I recommend. So I am going to withhold my care on this, but it is absolutely worth a care. Well, that's, 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 that's crazy talk. It is. If it's worth a, if it's worth it's a care, worth a care, care a but care. what's holding me back is how early on the card it is. And I might not actually have my ass in the seat for it. Uh, okay. All right. So you're, so you're not actually, you're, you're, you're not making a non-recommendation. You right. are I'm sitting just, this one out. Exactly. I may end up sitting this one out only because other things would preclude me from being here. It's not a fight that I would race to, like I would speed down the highway and risk a ticket to get back in my seat for. There are fights- what time? What, what time? Do, what time do things start? Things start at six p.m. Eastern, so that is three p.m. for you. Okay. All right. All right. So, anywho, gentlemen. Would you like to make a, a a care on this fight, or do you want to? I don't see how it's a, a care. I don't. I don't get. Isn't this the Blackshear's first fight in the UFC? Yeah, but they're both very highly touted. And Basharat, his bro- <laughs> he came in with. He has a brother that's also in the UFC, and they're both very, very good, extremely good. So they come with a lot of hype behind them, and this. This is kind of a hypish fight. I, uh, I'm interested. Boshrod, I see. I, okay, I give you Boshrod, but I don't see. Black, I think. I. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about uh, Demond Blackshear. So, anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying I don't care. That's okay. You don't have to care. We'll just point and laugh when it turns out to be an awesome fight. Well, but none of us are caring on this one because I'm actually going to be at my grandson's uh, fifth birthday. So uh, that's that's probably when they're bringing the cake out at three. So I won't be seeing this one. That's all right. So we're all passing. Okay, next up, Jessica Panay versus Tabitha Ricci at Strawweight. Probably going to be a great fight, but it's not relevant for me. So I'm I'm just going to take a flyer on this one. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Panay hasn't got enough wins lately to, to care. So moving on. All right. Next up, Mana Martinez versus Cameron Simon. Now, I know Mana Martinez. I'm not familiar with Cameron Simon. Probably going to be a good fight because it is at Bantamweight, but not relevant. And uh, fairly early on the card, I'm going to take a flyer. Yep, I don't care. John? Yeah, this these guys are way down. If I remember fight matrix, and so no, don't not not on the care list. All right, next up, I am gonna get. This is where I start registering my cares. Ian Gary is taking <laughs> on Song Kanan. That's a good fight. Finally, Ian Gary is gonna get a real, real tough challenge. I am gonna take Gary because Song Kanan got beat by Max Griffin. If he's struggling against Max Griffin, then I have a feeling he's gonna struggle against a guy that is good. He might still be raw, but he's very good and has a lot of ability and talent. So I'm gonna take Ian Gary here. Yo, you mean McGregor Jr. 
He's not McGregor Jr. Come on. Nah, he's, he's he's stealing his lines. That's what you gave me a hard time over last time. I know. This guy's but, like I he's got to pull from a different day, different script or something. Yeah, but they all sort of look to the money man, you know? Yeah, Connor's yeah, the money yeah. man and they all want to make money, so they all <laughs> sort of try to emulate him. I can understand yeah. it. They want money too. Yeah. Well, let's see. Okay. Anyway, I, I yeah, I think this is uh, part of the uh, let's call it the UK Development League. Or, Could uh, be. So Could I, be. I'm, I'm 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 picking Gary. I just think it's a it's a strategically wise choice. So I wish Song would beat the pants off him. John, yeah, this is a, this is a very much a boxing prelim because you had Gary in, a, in an easy win, and I think uh, Boshrod's going to run through whoever the other guy is. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're setting up the prospects. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's really not relevant, but I am intrigued enough. Gary's he's at the point where I gotta, even though he's not in my the top forty yet, he's in the point where I gotta start paying attention to him. So yeah, right. I'm gonna I, I care and I'm picking him. Okay. And that is where I'm at with him, too. I've been intrigued with him since he first got in the UFC because I watched him before that. And I don't know. I just think that he has potential. He has a good ceiling. So I'm interested. All right. Next up at middleweight, Julian Marquez versus Marc-Andre Barriot. I don't care about this fight. It's probably going to be kind of a grindy fight. Don't care. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I'm not caring. John? Don't want to be mean, but it's an interchangeable UFC fight. Exactly. Next up, though, this one's um, this one's a care for me. Amanda Hibosh is taking on Viviani Arojo. That's a good fight. Um, it's a competitive fight. I don't. I I'm gonna pro- maybe I'll regret this. I don't know, but I'm gonna take Amanda Hibosh. All right. Well, just to make things interesting, I'll take Arujo. She has better striking. Yeah. Well, she used to. We'll see what uh, Hibosh looks like. We'll see. Mm-hmm. How about you, John? You going to care? Uh, yeah, it's relevant. Uh, it's almost outside relevance. No, it's actually pretty relevant. Uh, I got to take, even though they're both, I think, the same records in the last five, I'm going to go with uh, Hibos. All right. Okay. Uh, next up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Derek Brunson is taking on Driku Duplessis. Now, this is a good fight. Derek Brunson is still hanging in there pretty tough, pretty strong. But Driku Duplessis, man, that dude is going no place but up. And I think that he's going to end up beating Derek Brunson. I really do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek pulled it off because he's strong and, he, and he's wily. But um, Driku Duplessis, man. That guy is just looking like the real deal, so I'm going to take him. Yeah, I guess I'll go first this time, Eugene, since you're hasn't Han over there. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I think the, I'm not sold on the Plessis yet because Till was so god awful that last fight. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if it was how much was Plessis and how much was Till being terrible, but I do think he's at least decent, and I do think. I think this will be a real test for him, but I'm 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 with you. I'm picking him. Okay. Ah, you know Brunson is in that weird space for me where it's like he's like <laughs> always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Always close, but never quite there. And I, I you know, he's done some things, and, but then when it comes to clutch time, but so maybe he, you know, this is like me and the Princess Bride thing. Maybe realizing that now he's really going to pour it on and. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to pick him. He's he, at this at least at this point he qualifies as team old guy for me. So all right, so you're going with Brunson, which feels like a mistake. It's uh, it, you shouldn't feel like that. This is a very evenly matched fight. It's in, it's mm-hmm. anybody's fight, really. <laughs> so Eugene, these... did they give you any extra oxy when you're there? Just a... I, I, I don't understand that word extra. It's, what is that? Is that? <laughs> there is no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a portable uh, prescription? Yeah, yeah, that I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up, boy, oh boy, 
Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. I have Whoa. no faith in Car in Garbrandt. You know what sucks is he's talented. He has a one hitter quitter. He's fast as fuck too, but he has no defense and no chin to speak of. And because of that, I can't trust anything that he does spectacularly because in route to trying to do that, he always gets sparked. And I can't even say that Trevin Jones won't spark him. That's how bad this is. It is. This is almost a dark star. It you is that name. I was like, whoa! I thought he was gone. I'm not even picking this fight because it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter at this point. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> this is a dreadful fight again. It is. I mean, this is so sad for Garbrandt that this former champion, the guy he's fighting, is just like on a long ass losing streak mm-hmm. in the UFC. So uh, uh, this fight, even a win, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. it's like, I, I don't know why I'm spending all this time on it. It's really. It's, Garbrandt's no longer relevant, and and this fight isn't relevant. Talk about a fighter that got old well before his time, because he's only about 34, I think. Wow. Yeah, 33 or 34. He is not (laughs) very old. Let me see what his age is. You know, if I'm struggling struggling to develop a visual picture of him that separates him from Jeremy Stevens, you're in trouble. Eugene, he's 31. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. talk about a guy that got old fast. Yeah, what a deal. I mean, how much of it is watching? It's so hard for me to pinpoint. Is it how much is it a physical deterioration? How much is like the yips that he has that he just I mentally is yips. not in it? I think it's yips. I really do. I think it was mm-hmm. too much too soon. Cody yeah. Chucky Knoblock Garbrandt. That's his <gasps> nickname. I have a <laughs> hey, just wow! Talk about a blast from the past. I have an autograph ball from Chuck Knoblock. Oh really? Look I do. He follows and you know me what, on You know Twitter. what Knobloch is in German, right? What? It's a little goblin, isn't there something? No, garlic. Garlic. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, oh. Kind of explains John. why everything the it ball started, stays away from him. It started with a G. You were close. Garlic, goblin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we're getting to the next fight. I'm excited for this one. Bo Nickel is making his debut against Jamie Pickett. <laughs> That's a pretty oh. good fight, actually. Jamie Pickett's no scrub. So I am taking Nickel, though. I mean, come on. He's going to kill him. He He's is. Gonna just, that's a, it's, again, this is a very a boxing lineup of giving yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. the prospects their showcase fights. Nothing against that. But uh, uh, technically, again, on the ratings, this is way outside relevancy. But Nichols has such a spotlight on him. And we all know he's destined to go places that, yeah, I care. Yeah, me too. I would really love for Pickett to 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 crap in the middle of that cake. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but I don't think we're being set up for that. So yeah, Nichols is the Nichols cake. special. Anyways, uh, it's it's gonna be neat to watch him. Just He's, like John. He, yeah. <laughs> no, there's exactly. that's two different levels of special. That, that, <laughs> huge gulf in between those specials. <laughs> I'm S. He's SS. <laughs> no, he's capital S. You're little S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the definitely got the Chimaev thing going for him right now, where you know it's <laughs> exactly that's a perfect that's a perfect description right there. Good comparison. I actually feel like he's a little bit more than um, than Chimaev because of all that wrestling, but we'll soon see. All right, we're getting to uh, the last uh, five fights on the card, four fights on the card. Mateus Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Wow, this is a great fight. I was tempted to take Gamrot, but Jalen Turner is a phenomenal striker and he's super fast and he's got a, a one-hitter quitter in him. Hmm. I th- I'm, I got to go with Gamrot. I'm going with Turner. Yeah. I keep picking up against Gamrot, forgetting about the Polish power, and, and then Turner's, I just get screwed. Oh so. my God, Turner's got amazing grappling too. Win mounted guillotine choke over Brad Riddell. Win mm. right hook to ground strikes over Jamie Malarkey. Win rear naked choke over Uros Medic. Win rear naked choke over Brock Weaver. Win ground and pound over Joshua Coolibau. Wow, that dude is awesome. I'm, you know what? Mm. Yeah, mm. I am definitely, definitely gonna take Jalen Turner. John, it's up to you now. Yeah, uh, I gotta go, with Camera. That's okay. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, I, he lost, uh, lost the last fight. That's Benel Dariush. That's no shame in that. So, <laughs> all right, that's it. That's it. That's my analysis right there. 
All right. Next up, Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. I'm taking Rachmanov. I'm assuming yeah. everybody else is too. Yeah, Rachmanov is a pick on this one. John? Oh, I thought he picked for me. Yes, oh. definitely. Okay. All right. We're getting to the co-main event. Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Listen, I think that the seams are finally starting to come apart on Valentina, but I don't think that they're going to completely split open because of Alexa Grasso. So I'm taking Shevchenko, but let Tyla Santos come back into the picture, and I absolutely will take Tyla Santos. Let Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, Blanchfield. Blanchfield. I would also take Blanchfield there because Valentina is not – She's not indestructible anymore. There was a period where she was, but I don't think she's indestructible anymore. So, but I do think that she'll beat Alexa. So I'll take her here. Well, and she's a a, a friend, a friend of the showstopper, uh, or a friend of something or other. I interviewed her. She's great. I love her. I'm picking her. All right. So Shevchenko. It's an easy, easy pick to make. Yep. John. Well, I guess I got to go out on a limb then and, and, and go against the grain and pick Shevchenko because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all taking Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chanks. We are taking her. So now we get to yeah. the main event. Cyril gone, taking on John Jones. Is that kickboxing going to be enough to take out that wrestling? Hmm. I'm taking Cyril gone. The, that's the long and the short of it. I just don't have much faith in John Jones anymore. I do think that he's the goat of all goats. I think John is the goat. I do. Um, but I don't think that he is where he was, say, six years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that Cyril Gone is really smart, has incredible fight IQ, and it might be boring, Eugene, but I think that he's going to bore John to death. That's what it's going to be. I think it goes to a decision, and I think that it will probably go Sorokin's way. Uh, yeah, I just I can't, I can't. I, I can't know, I knew you were going to pick Johnny. Yeah, I just, I just can't. Not only is he a, a friend of, uh, I've in, interviewed him before, but I, I think that this is, uh, I, I think even the jungle wants this, you know. Um. I, I don't, uh, you know, and I, and and I'm also suspicious to, you know, my whole conspiracy thing. I don't know whether it's kayfabe or not. Gone was like, ah, I'm really lazy. I don't like to train, and you know, he doesn't lose anything by losing to Jones. I'm not saying it's a, it's a work, but if things work out much better for Jones to win. And I and I, I'm not saying it at all that there are any thumbs on the scale here, but um, it's like what 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 you as a fighter are willing to accept and and are willing to embrace and are okay with, and I think Gon has already done the math in his head, like, yeah, if I lose to Jones, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and whereas Jones has done the math in his head that if I lose to Gon, that's probably a big deal. So, you know, but this is what I trained for. This is what I came for. Um, and I, I do want to get that payday from from Ngannou, which is still in the works, or, or, or Stipe, and to do that, he's got to win. So um, I just, I'm not going to. I'm not selling, you know, guys, his wife has left him. He's got time to focus. They were never team. married. They were never I'm sorry. married. I'm sorry. That's right. His, 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 his significant, significant others left him. His time to train. So, you know, um, I got to go with, with Johnny Boney Joni on this one. John? I think it's a smart money move anyway. John Nash. Oh man. Uh, you're right. John Jones is one of the, I don't have anyone as the goat, but he's in the, he's in the, the, the short list of the possible goats, but the Jones that used to exist yeah. back in his peak, who would clinch trip a guy and then rain elbows on him. Hasn't been that guy in a long time. And so you add up the fact that he did not look particularly good in his last few light heavyweight fights. It's been three years since he fought. He's moving up to heavyweight. Now we have no clue what he looks like in heavyweight or what he looks like fighting at all right now. And God is a tall guy with some reach, which has always historically been one of the things that allowed you to compete with Jones. Add that up, and I'm with Steph. It's uh, it's uh, I'm going with Cyril God. I won't be shocked if Jones comes back and looks right. rejuvenated and beats him. But I just based on what we've seen in the past and how long it's been, I got to go with God. Well, you know, there are a couple of things. If visually in my head, I've seen it. I see 
Jones laying on the mat, knocked out. Just visually, that's what it I'm saying. It could happen because. But it, it, well, also I, the reason why is because he always likes to go against guys, guys strength to strength, right? That's yeah. his, his traditional thing. So if he's going, you know, we know there's an easy way to be gone, and that's just to wrestle him. But he won't do that. He he is convinced that he's going to go strength against strength. But he like won't. Michael- he hasn't done that in a long time, though, Eugene. That's why you're not yeah. seeing him go hell for leather. You're not seeing him land those elbows. Like if you watch the 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 fight he had with Rashad Evans, he is standing with Rashad in the corner, and he is landing those elbows like they're a fucking jab. He's just bam, bam. Bam, bam, just nailing him and using it like a jab. He hasn't done that in so long. When's the last time you saw seen him throw impactful kicks like he used to? He hardly ever does. I mean, we're not even really seeing him win the the grappling exchanges much anymore. Mm. I mean, well. you know, Tiago Santos had not one but two bum knees and gave him the fight of his life. Mm. Reyes too I mean Reyes Mm. had the biggest claim To beating John Jones If you were ever to say John Jones lost a fight And was given it anyways That would be the fight I wouldn't say Tiago Santos Because I feel like John beat him But I don't feel like John beat Dominic Reyes uh, Even even Smith I mean Smith lost But Smith gave a fight Yeah but only for one round he didn't give him yeah, a yeah. fight for a bunch of rounds. But he, he gave him but a good fight get, for one Smith round. Got, but Smith got blown out by Glover Teixeira, and he mm-hmm. didn't get, and he was in the fight with Jones, which is sure. just, but, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but different guys show up for fights with Jones, right? Right. Like, and with Smith, like, yeah. and with Smith, that was one of the last episodes of John's very, very good grappling that we got to see because he out grappled Smith all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I just think that was the. But part of the question is. Did he really like? He always says he lost his motivation for those light heavyweight fights. Is that are those three last three fights that he looked progressively less inspiring? Is that because he lost his motivation, or because you know whatever the game was catching up from him and he was losing whatever advantage? I don't know, but you got to look at that. The track record yeah, I, says. I can tell you from my spies in New Mexico that he was hanging around with the Mini Mark crew through all of those fights, and these are the enablers, the aiders, and the betters. You know, the guys flowing him uh, gas station dick pills. These are the guys that are fundamentally, once he's shaken loose when he moved from the team, uh, from Greg Jackson to where he is now. So, um, and I got my spies in New Mexico. Like, I'm, you know, like, is he hanging out with the Minimark crew again? He goes, nah, he's, 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 he's shaking those guys. So, you know, whatever was going on with the partying and all that stuff is not what's been happening leading up to this fight. So that's why I feel confident in my pick. I don't know. I don't agree with that because he's already announcing where his after party is. After party is one thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I, you know, after hearing and after knowing what happens to John when he's in Vegas? I mean, he has a laundry list of problems in Vegas. After fights. <laughs> but it's not a lot of it. I, I just feel like um, a lot of John's problems could be that he's, you know, all the time in the sport. He's been in, he's been doing this. Well, but he's been, he's been out of the sport for a long time. He's been out for three years. Yes, so but this, he, this, 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 this kind of meditation gives a man a time time to think about but, things but right let, let me get to my point though the thing is is all of that time off that he's had he's done nothing constructive with it he's been arrested he slapped up his his uh fiance in front of the kids to the point that he had her bleeding and the kids had to race and and beg for the the hotel concierge to call the cops he's you know he's out there uh to quote Daniel Cormier, uh, sandblasting cocaine off hookers, you know. I mean, he uh, has I don't, I don't, a I'm lot not taking of Cormier as a as a as a news source, a, a reliable news source. Well, instance, but yeah, when John Jones came out and said, "I beat you while I was, you know, three sheets deep in cocaine." He told him that he specifically <laughs> said it, so I kind of believe John that he well, was like, any, any, he was partying. To the show, anybody listening to the show knows that that's only a few minutes out of a twenty-four hour day. 
<laughs> but the, the point I'm making is, is that, John, I feel like some of it is age and all of the years of fighting. But some of it is also that um, when John has a lot of time on his hands, he gets in trouble. And he doesn't he doesn't do anything half-assed. I mean, I would imagine that a night of partying for him entails a whole lot of blow. I mean, the night that he had the fight with his fiance in the police transcript, it specifically said that he told her he was going to take $10,000 out of their account to go to the strip club. It's in the police report. $10,000. That doesn't mean he was getting cocaine with that. <laughs> oh, come on. If you don't think that, Eugene, you you know better. You know I, I, better. I, I, I know nothing. You do I isn't nothing. I'm pretty sure $10,000 is what Dana White spent with that one. Yeah, uh, yeah so exactly. There's, there's something yeah. else you can get for $10,000 at the strip joints in Vegas, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure Dana knows that, too. You know? In any event, I just think that John has a... Con- uh, a, a whole conflagration of problems and it's not any one thing i think it's just an amalgamation of a whole bunch of things so you're saying you think he's dunsky no uh, not at all okay. i think all that right. cyril gone has a better chance to beat john jones than anyone has before now how about that mm. Okay. Well, you feel that enough so that you're willing to I'm throw picking, your reputation on the line by picking him. I am picking Cyril Gon. Yes, I am. You and John. Yep. I, I, for me, it's just the unknowns of Jones. It's been he's been out too long and looked too bad at the end of his, his run yeah. to go with him right now. It's just, we don't much, have evidence that he's back to what he was. And then too much has happened in the space that he was gone. I mean, what's he doing flying around in helicopters with hard right wing guys? What's he doing ah, hanging out with, yeah. with police officers and stuff like that, Wait, knowing knowing they got his best interest? As long as they're not throwing interest. students out over the water, that's fine, I guess. What's that? Yeah. I said as long as they're on helicopters not throwing students out over the sea, I guess it's all right. <laughs> yeah, the, I guess the small mercies, right? Yeah. Okay, so we are going to wrap up the show. John, we're going to start with you this week. We started with Eugene last week, so it's your turn. Okay. What you got, I got going nothing. on? I got nothing. No, nothing. Uh, I don't know what I got this week. I got. I think I'm on if the shoes fits this week. So if you're into the non-MMA stuff, me and Eugene get to d- seriously debate the ins and out of John Mersheimer's recent comments. Uh, mm-hmm. I got that going. I got uh, uh, next week. I come back to reclaim the lead and care don't care. I'm I'm positive <laughs> that'll happen next week. It's bound to. <laughs> You know, too many years running. The track record's already been – it's been written, the history. Uh, last week I had a new uh, if, uh, the Hey Not the Face podcast came out where we did a Q&A from fans. And uh, I guess next week we'll have another one out, So, which will be about, uh, about uh, non-UFC contracts seems to be the plan right now. So that's awesome. it. That's all I got. And we find you on Twitter. Oh, yes, at Hey Not The Face. At Hey Not The Face. Eugene, what's going on? What you got for us? Oh, well, I'm at on Twitter at, at, at Eugene S. Robinson. But the reality of it is this is – I don't know if any of you have been paying attention to the news. And I know John has. Uh, but uh, my uh, f- former CEO and boss at my company at Ozzy did the perp walk in Brooklyn where he was in New York, where he was arrested. Uh, I guess the, the perp walk was in Brooklyn. Uh, and, Wait, why uh, was he arrested? Had, had, he was, had multiple charges of fraud uh, and the government, the department of justice has called him a con man. And that's Carlos. And Carlos Watson has gone down. So I have been, <laughs> you, you might expect to see this in my uh, Substack. I will not do it in the Substack because I'm going to talk about another uh, employment-related issue for me, which is, of course, my former employee, Scott Dilbert Adams, who used to work for me when I was at Intel and has recently been blown out of the water because he's like, look, just stay away from black people, okay? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, so, I'm, so that's what the Substack is about. The show uh, the uh, showstopper is about the kind of sort of the fights we just saw, sort of the upcoming Jones fight, but as well as Carlos Watson Chevelle, which I will go sh- sell short shrift because I have been retained after uh, an aggressive bidding war between the New York Times and Alta Magazine. Uh, uh, Alta Magazine won Eugene Robinson's heart in the only way that's possible with a cash. 
So I'll be I'll be saving the big uh, big bite for them uh, for a piece that I'm doing uh, in there for the next issue on on uh, the arrest the and and the depth the 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 iceberg that you know you thought the the 45 million dollar Goldman Sachs grift was it was uh, the 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 base of the iceberg. It is the tip. There were contracts that were forged. There were uh, C, uh, CFOs that were quit quitting because I will not commit felonies. There were multiple uh, uh, distortions, uh, prevarications, obfuscations. It, it is a, a, a sterling record of criminality. The Department of Justice, with a 90% conviction rate, is pretty sure they turned uh, the co-defendants, Susie Hahn and Samir Rao, chief of staff and former CEO, COO, against him. So it's almost, and it's civil and criminal, it's almost game over for Mr. Watson, who is now pulling the Maybe you should ask why I'm being singled out uh, uh, card on on Twitter. Uh, interesting things that I will be talking about. So, showstopper, uh, 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 look what you made me do, Substack, and, uh, of course, the altarpiece that comes out in a couple weeks. What's going on with Bad Boss Brief? Bad Boss Brief, mm-hmm. uh, we got my prediction about uh, 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 layoffs at Microsoft came true to the exact number. Uh, I called this on the Bad Boss Brief, and I took a victory lap on the last show. It's not this week. It's the week after. And I've made another prediction uh, that you can uh, – and I'm hoping – I have another prediction to make. Well, I can't spill it here, but I'm hoping that uh, it, it hasn't uh, it hasn't happened by the time the next Bad Boss Brief on, which is next Monday. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, folks, there you have it. On that fine note, we're going to wrap the show. So until next time. Please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Presents production. To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Level Change Podcast, the MMA Vivis Section, the Sixth Round Post Fight Show, Sixth Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, the Hey Not The Face Podcast, and radio-style play-by-play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bloody Elbow Blog, and as always, on BloodyElbow.com. <laughs>